Good morning. My name is Richard Jean T. You're listening to RJ's Black Box, where we discuss issues affecting black people worldwide. Today, my topic is understanding racism. I want to talk about this because so many, so many of us, so many black people don't understand racism. We don't know how to identify it because it's just become part of our life so much that sometimes we're blind. We're oblivious to it. That's the word that I need because I was looking for oblivious. It's difficult for many of us to understand racism because it's pervasive in every aspect of life for us. Some of us don't even believe racism exists because sometimes in plain sight It's not only when someone calls us um, the N-word or we get profiled by a cop or a Karen call the police to report some bullshit. That's not the only time that we should identify racism. There are better identifiers than that. White people design racism in a way that it is served up to us like flour. And it's practically every, everywhere in the air that we breathe. For those of you who, who have been following me, you know I've used this metaphor before about the flour, right? Flour comes in the form of many different dishes, Most of us consume bread on a daily basis. We love bread. Bread is nothing but flour. We love spaghetti. It's nothing but flour. Macaroni and cheese. We consume that at every whatever uh, occasion where we have to serve dinner. Black people love macaroni and cheese. It's flour. It's beautifully dressed up as croissants. Still flour. It's irresistible as linguine. Still flour. We love it as pizza. Still flour. We use it to celebrate our birthdays, weddings, and everything in the form of a cake. Still flour. We eat it as cookies. Still flour. That's how white people serve up racism to us. It becomes synonymous with everything that we do. We consume it without understanding what we're consuming. That's what flour does. That's what racism is. For starters, we can talk about the black entertainers, black athletes and celebrities, right? Many of them have no idea about racism. You know why? Because once they become wealthy, white people 
start whispering a different song in their ears. They start telling them, you're different. You're not like them. You're protected. You have money now. Until something happens. And one of the reasons why some of these black people feel that way is because the people that are paying them also strategically place other white people around them. All of a sudden, their accountant is black, is white, sorry. Their financial advisor is white. Their lawyer is white. Their banker is white. Their dentist is white. Their doctor is white. So they now live in this world that is created for them by racists and they're surrounded by racists. One of the reasons why rich black people interact with so many white people is because white people want to make sure the money that they hand, the millions that they're handing out to these people is funneled back to the white community. But you can't see it because... You think your wealth as a black person gives you equilibrium. So you're blinded by true facts. You're blinded by the deception. These people maneuver in such a way We don't even know what they're doing sometimes because we're not paying attention. We think they have our best interests at heart. They even throw white women in the fray for black athletes because they don't want these black athletes and entertainers to leave their money to black women. They don't want that generational wealth in the black community. But so many of us are too fucking stupid or too blind to pick up on that. The great awakening is not going to happen overnight. But there are those of us here, people like myself and a few others who will highlight certain behaviors, certain tactics that are employed. To make sure we don't come out of the abyss. That is their doing. That is their undertaking on a daily basis. Racism will not end. Neither will slavery. Slavery just takes a different shape. We just think, oh, we're not in chains anymore. All they have to do now is control our minds plant their seeds they plant seeds on a daily basis you're consuming it on a daily basis that's what we do we consume it rich black people are also blind to the fact that they're limiting opportunities other black professionals when you surround yourself with white lawyers doctors accountants financial advisors 
What are the black doctors, lawyers, financial accountants, and all these other professionals, what are they supposed to do? Where are they going to get their break? How are they going to build wealth? How will they become prominent if you're not hiring them? White people are, white people are definitely not going to give them that opportunity. So if you as a rich black person, when you, be, when you make your money, the first thing you do is surround yourself by white people. Where will black people get their break? If you're not investing in black businesses, because once you guys make it, once you become wealthy or whatever, the first thing you guys do is run out and invest in all these white companies because your white financial advisors are only telling you about these white businesses. So you have no idea about black companies because they're not interested in black companies. They're not interested in having you help develop the black community. They're not interested in help in you helping to create other black millionaires. They want the white community to continue to prosper while our own community suffers. But you don't hear me though. All of a sudden when black people become rich. Black people can no longer be of service to them. Even the professionals that we know exist in our community. They're just not good enough. But guess what though. There's something that black people are good for. There's something that we're good for. You know what we're good for? When those black millionaires, athletes, celebrities, when they want to go hang out at the strip club, when they want to go to the lounge and pop bottles, when they want to do all the dumb fucking shit in the world, guess where they go to find a posse, the people to shield them, the people, the 20, 30 black men who can possibly get locked up for getting into a fight for doing dumb shit on their behalf. They go to the hood to find them. That's what we're reduced to. That's my posse, my clique, my crew. Something goes down. Somebody in my posse is going to have the gun. They're going to hold the gun. They're going to do the time. Oh, yeah, I'm going to drop a couple thousand to your family, but you're going to do the time for some dumb shit that I got you into. That's where we're going. That's what we do. We ruin the lives of black people while we enrich the lives of white people. And then years later, when you fall off grace, when you go broke, when your money is disappearing, oh, my accountant stole my money. My financial advisor told me to do this and that. Yeah, it was strategically designed that way. Because you can't take that wealth back to the hood with you. Why do you think most NFL players go broke after they retire, five years after they retire? They're not educated. 
properly. You go from the hood to making millions. Their goal is to make sure that you spend those millions because guess what? They want you back where you belong in the hood. While you plan for them, they have to protect their image. They have to protect their brand so they keep you out of the hood. But once you stop playing for them, get your ass back where you belong. So you don't get the fiscal education needed to keep your money, to grow your money, to develop as a business person. That's their goal. A lot of you may not like LeBron, but you all need to take a page from LeBron. LeBron has created more black millionaires than any athlete or celebrity or entertainers ever. Everybody from his crew is productive. Those who didn't have the knowledge, he made sure they went to college to earn their degrees, to understand certain things that he didn't understand himself because he never went to college. He made his community better. He made the guys around him better. He made sure these guys are prospering. He's not, he doesn't have a white person representing them here and there. I'm not saying he doesn't hire white people, but a lot of the people around him, but guys that he grew up with, he's not running around with a posse. He's not putting the lives of his friends in jeopardy by going to this club and that club, drinking, doing dumb shit, and then they have to face the consequences. He doesn't do that. He brought everybody up with him. There can't be too many generals. Understand that. There's got to be soldiers, but he makes sure his soldiers are eating and they're doing it in the best way possible. We all need to take a lesson from that. We need to make sure that's what we do. Everything that we do. We're coerced into doing things a certain way by them because they encourage white supremacy. Every time we invest into a white company, that white family, the white owner, the white investors, they get richer. When we turn our backs on the struggling entrepreneurs in our community, the people who want to build businesses, we're not supporting them, we're not investing in their dreams, we're not helping them, you know, to, to, to grow. We're not developing the community. A, a black person owning 10, 30 franchises of Pizza Hut or Chick-fil-A or whatever it is, one of these white companies, they can kick you out. At any time, the board can revoke and sell all your franchises. How many how many different companies, franchises are owned by black people? We have all these rich black celebrities, athletes. What do they own? What is their legacy? I read about all, you know, people like Shaq and everybody else that own so many different franchises of this company and that company. 
How come Shaq never started his own company or supported a black company that could compete with some of these white companies he's investing in? It's not his fault. He wasn't handled that way. He wasn't educated that way. The racist system is in place to make sure Shaq invests back in them because his likeness, his image is worth a lot of money to them still. Even with us speaking French, English, Portuguese, Spanish, black people speaking these languages. That's all part of the racist system that we don't understand because when we don't speak it well enough, guess what they do to us? They get to judge us about a language they force upon our ancestors. That's fucking racism. We don't have to speak properly like they do. It's not our language. We don't even speak our language. We don't know what language we spoke before. We have no we don't know our last names. That's racism. You can't even trace your family roots. That's racism. Your family roots is not a region. White people can connect all the way back to 10 generations. We can't. Racism exists in everything that we do. And it's controlled by racist white people on all levels. In every aspect of life. In rap music, they encourage young black men to talk about selling drugs, calling black women bitches and hoes, misogyny, murders, materialism, and other crimes. They encourage black women, young black rappers to lose their dignity as women, to act out of character, to degrade themselves. Enforce them into this consumer mindset, materialism. When you're so caught up with materialism, guess what? You cannot build wealth. You're just a consumer. No matter how much money you have, you are a consumer. You're just a consumer at a higher level. If you keep spending and spending and spending and not investing in shit, guess what? You're not building. If you're buying a $10 million home when you should be buying, you don't need a $50,000 mansion. But they've convinced you that you do. Michael Jordan's house in Chicago has been on the market for nine years. Nobody's buying it. And then no matter how big you think you are as a black person, black athlete, actor, whatever, they devalue, they find a way to devalue the person that you are. Nobody's flocking to buy Michael Jordan's house or Shaq's house in Florida. They keep dropping the price. He's not even making a profit. He can't even sell it. Never mind a profit. He can't even sell a house. This is Michael Jordan, the most recognized man in the world. You have to understand racism. To further demonstrate this racism shit, 
I'll just use the George Floyd situation. It's funny to me how they assassinating the character of George Floyd, the victim of a murder. The media is focused on George Floyd having used having had to use drugs because of pain. His state of mind, his health, they use every reason to justify his death. To say why he should have died or why he died. Meanwhile, the media has never mentioned the fact that Derek Chauvin killed somebody way before he murdered George Floyd. Why is the judge allowed to suppress Derek Chauvin's past? But he's allowing the defense. To use George Floyd, who's the victim, he's allowing them to use his past to make sure that Derek Chauvin becomes free. You can't suppress one's past, the one that commits the murder, and allow the victim's past to be discussed in court. In addition to killing somebody before George Floyd, Derek Chauvin also shot somebody else in 19 years while he's been a cop. He has had a complaint against him 17 times, 17 years of those 19 years and nothing was done. This guy murdered somebody. Don't talk to me about fucking racism. Don't tell me it doesn't exist. Don't tell me black people. Black people come at me harder sometimes when I talk about racism. Because they don't get it. You're not going to understand racism. Because they force you to consume it in so many ways on a daily basis. You know how many black people come at me talk about, oh, you on that racist shit again? I deal with that shit on a daily basis. They think I have a cushion life. I shouldn't complain about anything. That's the problem. We see the limited opportunities given to some black people. We, for some reason, in our heads, in our minds, try to convince ourselves, if we do this, we can overcome that. The system will not work if some of us weren't allowed to become Somewhat successful And it's all about how you measure success This system is foolproof Basically we don't get it We can't see it everywhere But it exists everywhere It's flower 
We consume it and we're happy to do so. Sometimes I get outraged because I don't know what it's going to take for us to understand what they're doing to us. We don't understand the traps and we don't understand the trappings. See, There are traps and there are trappings. The trappings is the fame. It's the money. It's what they are able to exploit you for. Because you become once you become a brand to them, they capitalize off your name, your brand. The trappings for becoming a brand. It's the money, the reward that you get for allowing them to give you a few millions while they make billions off of you. The traps are the people that surround you with. The people that's going to take away the millions that they just gave to you. The millions that they're going to make sure that you don't build from. Those are the traps. That's what they do. We're not getting it because we're not connecting on that level. When a player gets hurt in the NFL, that player's career is over. Whatever money that he had earned from that point, that's it. Same thing with basketball. They're not trying to hear owners. Black people are complaining and complaining and complaining. Okay, boom. We're going to give you one black owner out of 32 teams. And y'all just going to shut the hell up. And then that's it. Michael Jordan has been the only black owner in the um, NBA for how long now? And that's because they allowed Bob Johnson to buy the team. And then he turned around and sold it to Michael Jordan. They almost took that team and gave it back to a white person. They know how much money they can make. They know how much money a franchise is worth in the NBA. They know how much money a franchise is worth in the NFL, which is why you don't have any black owners in the NFL. You can't even get black coaches in a league that's 70% black. Those white quarterbacks, they're not standing up for justice. They're going to support from a distance. Yeah, but they're not standing up with, with those players. The only brothers on the field. That's it. They're not brothers in real life. They're not brothers in social justice. They're not brothers anywhere else.
man. Being black is exhausting in this country, in the world. I'm lucky enough to travel around the world, man, to see things, to see (sighs) the treatment of black people with different lenses. I'm fortunate enough to see that. We think our struggle is limited to here. It's not. On a global scale, the treatment that we get here is 10 times worse. I'm talking about people who live in their own continent, in Africa, in their own country, in the Caribbean, everywhere. They they get it 10 times worse, but we don't see it, so we don't think it exists. This is a global system these people created to make sure we're always on survival mode. That's my podcast for the day. I hope y'all have a good day. Prosperous health. Enjoy. Enjoy.